Hi there, welcome to Living the Liminal Podcast. I am Christy Peck, an intuitive mentor, a spiritual guide, and the author of Coming Home, A Love Story. What if your wildest dreams could come true? There is this beautiful space between what is happening in our physical reality and what we dream and desire. In this space, we can find an uncensored peace, a true joy, and an all-knowing that there is so much more to life. Every week, my guests and I will show up and have conversations around living consciously in this space with courage, connection, and choosing to feel good, even in the uncharted and unknown moments. I am so thrilled you are here, and I look forward to sharing this sacred space with you. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Living the Liminal this week. I am Christy Peck. I am so glad you're here. If you are one of our, you know, weekly listeners who've been around with us since the beginning, a little over a year, I'm so glad you're here every time. I'm so glad you're a part of this community. I just feel like we have so much important work to do together because I trust that what I share with you, which always comes to me by way of just internal wisdom and external extracted wisdom from my own life experiences and a sense of being guided into the conversation that I have every week with you all, that you then take that as as the learner, right? And then you become the teacher and you exponentially create the ripple so that we can do together some the most amazing work together. So as every time I'm here with you, I wish to say again and again and again, take what you, what, what works for you, take what inspires you, take what triggers you, you know, meaning there's a little dissonance that's created within you. Take it, absorb it, integrate it, make it a part of your life, and then go out and teach, be teachers yourselves and, and share the wisdom that you extract from whether it's this episode of this podcast, another episode, or any of your life experiences. And if you were someone that is new here with us this week, Welcome. I am again so glad you're here. I feel always honored to have these conversations. This is the beginning, episode 41. I mean, 41, my friends, can you believe it? And we are in the beginning of season six. I mean, I am just in awe of the the energy and the life, right? So the the inhalation and exhalation of this entire podcast and who comes in and, and, and who shares and who's a part of it and who listens and who tells their stories and who then remembers their own true self and their own stories. It's just been amazing. And, and it sometimes just brings me to tears because I'm so honored and blessed to be able to have this, this space, the sacred space to, to do this incredible work we're here to do. I have a question for you. And the question is something I often ask myself, and and it's not something that we're taught, we're not conditioned in this way, but it's something that I am learning over and over and over again. 
And that is to really sink very deeply within my heart and to say, what is it that you need? Now, a lot of us have been conditioned more so to ask the question of what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? And we write goals and we set outcomes and we have expectations really all about what do we want, right? I want that shirt. I want a happy marriage. I want a good family. I want your success. I want that book. I want this car. I want this experience. How often do we really, really sit with, how do you know what you need? We've been conditioned to identify these external desires or wants based on experiences, based on past behaviors that served us and, and the lure of this marketing gimmicks that seem to be so prevalent right now that sort of suck you into believing that you need what they are selling, whether you really need it or not. I've been there so many times, I can't even count them. So no judgment here, seriously. And part of this really is the human way. It's kind of just how our humanness, right, attracts or is attracted to these, these selling offers that say you need this. And I mean, I get sucked into it daily. So, so by, by no means do I think that as I'm presenting this teaching, I am perfect at this. This is an ongoing learning for me as well. But I have come to understand in a very deeper sense of knowing that these external desires that I seem to always want, and sometimes I actually get, they never really fulfill my deep rooted yearning for what mattered. And that was to be seen, to be heard, and to have this true sense of belonging. This is how we are all connected. This is how we are all alike. No matter who we are, what color we are, what size we are, what family we come from, what nationality, what culture, what community, what state, what, how much education we have, we are all the same in that. We all want what matters to be seen for fully who we are, to be heard, to be expressions of this fullness and this wholeness within ourselves. And to have this sense of that we belong as this whole expression of ourself. To feel connected in this love and this truth and this peace and this freedom. And that it will bring us a sustainable joy. Believe me, I have always wanted the material stuff and the people, to, and the people outside of me to sort of bring me a salvation. And, and it just never really happens. And, and understand, I'm so right there with you that I sometimes get sucked into it again, looking for, seeking, searching, thinking I'm on these adventures to find an answer. I mean, just the other day, it was like I'm expecting the outside world to tell me who I am when inside, I already know who I am. I just need to be willing to see it for myself. When we think about peace and joy and freedom and the sustainability of these very grounded ways of living life, there is something we do require. It's a vital factor. And that is an awareness in our relationships, meaning how we are relating to 
everyone and everything in our life. So let me first talk about awareness because we've talked about it a little bit on the show. And, and I believe it's one of these vital um, um, growth opportunities for us. It's an opportunity, it's an invitation. But awareness is like a muscle within this body of yours, within this mind of yours, and, and of course, within your heart. Although your heart already knows, but it is an awareness and we can access this awareness within our heart. Awareness is like it expands in proportion to how often you use it. So like, for instance, the more you notice things, the stronger and the fine-tuned your awareness becomes. Noticing is paying attention to you, to things outside of you, to things within you, to others, to the larger world, like noticing colors and noticing where things are in, in proportion to where other things are, noticing the way someone looks when they say something, noticing a feeling that you're getting, noticing how things seem to be very connected, paying attention to the things said or the things not said and looking for little links there. Those are the things I know we've talked about on this show quite often. So I've been in this space of learning and one of the things I've been doing lately is incorporating more grounding experiences, okay, earthing, so getting connected to nature into my daily routine. So it might look like things like walking outside more or walking barefoot in the grass or sitting on rocks, feeling the wind, just sitting there and feeling the wind, watching the outdoors, watching how it interacts with each other and the wildness of animals, like really watching animals and how they, um, we have a lot of squirrels in our backyard and we've had some rabbits and we've, and, and, and just watching those, we've had some deer and I love just watching how they interact. Maybe touching trees. I've been really trying to tr touch trees lately. All in an effort to build my awareness to, to this natural essence of my environment because there's a flow and an order that's just sort of, it just happens very, very, what I would call easily. Um, and when I'm in different environments, I like, I'm just in awe about how it all works. And, and it just seems like everything just seems to be peaceful there. What we notice in our external world is a reflection of our internal functionality, meaning who we are currently is how we will see, perceive, and view the external world or environment around us. So if I'm feeling this sense of peace and awe and wonder and, and stillness and joy when I'm sitting in nature, then I'm going to look out and I'm going to see that in all aspects of my life. If I'm feeling a sense of anxiousness or worry or disgust or jealousy, then I am gonna look in my external world, okay, the environments that I am in, whether it's work or your house or your community or your church or your job, and you're gonna only see through those lenses, okay? It's like putting on glasses. So the other day, I was out walking barefoot in my front yard and 
this is not something I normally do. So it kind of made me a little um, anxiously laughing, but I, but I'm, I'm doing it right. So I'm showing up and I'm willing to learn from it. And so it literally sometimes requires me to sort of suspend this, this uh, conditioned thought response, you know, like being a little freaked out and, and a little afraid of what I'm going to find. And, oh my gosh, how is this going to be okay for me? And am I going to step on something or is an animal going to bite me or, or whatever. Um, and, and this really just all comes from early conditioning and early programming as a young child. It's not my experience to be this, this connected to nature. So I'm, I'm having to kind of reteach myself to be doing something that, that quite frankly is very natural for us. And as I walked around, okay, my first thought as I allowed myself to feel, just feel without judgment, feel without words, just feel was, oh, this sort of feels soft and, and very silky, like a blanket, very smooth, almost bountiful, like it's inviting something within me. And that feeling just seemed to sort of expand like this overall sense of truly being connected. I mean, I have to tell you, it was a little eerie because I'm not used to this feeling, right? Being in nature. Typically in my past, nature would freak me out. So it was this wild sensory experience for me. And then the most hilarious thing happened. As I went to step, I was just kind of walking around. So I was kind of stepping in a new direction. I noticed this tiny baby frog literally leap from like right in front of my toes to another spot. And it caught me and I, I had to almost do a double glance to make sure like, is that really what I thought it is? I mean, we've lived in this house for 12 years. We have never seen a frog in our yard or a driveway or the street or anything. I mean, we've, my kids would love to have caught a frog when they were younger. So this was a little bit of a surprise for me. And I stood and I watched it for a while, like just in that sense of awe and wonder and sort of kind of delighted to see what this little baby frog was going to do next. And it just sat there. Like me, it sat in this awe and wonder. I almost wonder maybe now if it was like in the wrong environment, it too was like, what am I doing here? Anyway, I kept walking and instantly I see something red as I'm walking around. And I'm thinking, I have never seen anything red in my yard. My yard's all green grass and brown sticks and brown, you know, mud and dirt. And as I looked closer, it was a baby strawberry. Again, I have never seen a wild strawberry in my yard in 12 years. So it was kind of fun and flirty and, and hilarious that this one day I decide to kind of step out naked, right, in my feet on the ground. I become aware of these beauties. Now, another way of thinking about stepping out in nakedness is your vulnerability. And your vulnerability and your awareness are a shared compassion for your conscious self, meaning both require a decision to risk what was for what can be, what has been for a new possibility or a new potential. It takes courage to be vulnerable. And the only way to act with courage is when you feel safe to do so. Many times we've been conditioned to only feel safe 
when external factors like other people or environments, et cetera. But feeling safe is really an inside mechanism of trust, a trust in who you are and only who you are and all of who you are and a trust in who you are not because that part of you that maybe is who you are not is also where you get to evolve into who you can be. I wanna talk about the feeling of a sense of courageously safe. That's really what it means to be who you are. Three relationships must be aligned or activated for you to feel courageously safe. First and foremost, you have to have a relationship with yourself that is rock solid. It is strong as bricks cemented together. From there, you are aligned to relationships with others. From there, a strong sense of how you relate to others. Can you then relate to the universe or this larger world we live in? And this order must be aligned, meaning you can't feel safe in the world to be who you are if you don't feel safe within yourself. In essence, you must feel courageously safe within who you are, all of who you are, your shadows and your light, in order for you to feel safe in relating to others and in relating to the world. This is a truth for our relationships as partners, parents, our work lives, our families, our churches, our communities, and our world. Most of us are often confused about this messaging around feeling courageously safe within who we are, which often again leads us to seek unhealthy behaviors, unhealthy mindsets or narratives, ways of thinking, unhealthy lives with little sense of true clarity. I mean that we are really worthy of who we are and as who we are. We are scared to death of strengthening the muscle of awareness. So we keep ourselves small, emotionally isolated, pissed off, angry, in cycles of, this is the way it's always been done before, basically dead to the full and enriching way our minds, our bodies, and our hearts were really meant to be living. We've shut off the valve of our variety of emotional feeling, thus leading us to bodies becoming engulfed in disease and illness. We have habitually been chasing relationships outside of ourselves. So with other people, so we fit in and we look good and we have this image or within the world so that we, oh, we have success. So that means we're good. All to seek the same thing. Remember, we're all alike in that we are doing these things outside of ourselves to feel this sense of being heard, seen, and that we belong as all of who we are. The body is how you notice life. It is your communicator. We are so sometimes frightened of like our feelings and our emotions that really we divert this awareness or the ability to build our awareness outward. I remember as a young girl, okay, I was a little strange. I loved healthy food more than anything. I know, I know it's kind of weird. I mean, I would literally at times ask for cucumbers for my birthday over cookies. 
and one birthday, <laughs> I, <laughs> I even remember getting two giant cucumbers and I just started laughing and I loved it. I've always been driven by healthy foods. It does not mean that I don't have an unhealthy foods here and there, sometimes a lot over a vacation or a weekend. It doesn't mean that I don't choose things that maybe aren't the best for me and my body. It just means that in a sense, I have really always chosen healthy foods. So as I came into my young adult years of eating this, you know, silly way of cucumbers and tomatoes, and really I always loved walking and, and getting some kind of exercise. Um, I started to notice certain things like in high school, I began feeling sick a lot. I mean, my stomach was always gurgling and it was bloated and I was constipated. Sometimes I had diarrhea, gas pains, and I also had lots of earaches and sore throats and tonsillitis and major allergies were always a problem for me. I mean, I can even remember being like in, in my early years of even college and like taking that allergy medicine that would kind of make you fall asleep and then laying out to get a tan. I mean, both of them are not the best. Um, I know that now. And as I got older, these functions of my body seemed to increase all the while I continued to eat well and work out. So it was kind of like these were exact opposites. The first aspect of building a conscious awareness to courageously feeling safe within the self is to notice this differentiation between what you're putting in your body, your mind, and your heart, and this outside result, right? The feedback. This is like a biofeedback tool. So I was allowing good stuff in, and yet my body was not presenting the feedback that confirmed this sense of safety and a vital flow of energy and processing working within me. Of course, growing up, I was told, I mean, you just have a nervous stomach, you're too sensitive, you need to settle down. I mean, sometimes even now I'm told that. And as a young girl, I had no idea what that meant and no real knowing how to seek answers for feeling better. I had no one, I had no idea and I had no one around to sort of help me learn, how do I do this? How do I process this differently? How do I feel these things in a a better, healthier way? So in my seeking to understand why my body was not responding in a nurturing way, right? In a more evolutionary way, I entered this very long period of time, like a, a ton of years, trying all kinds of stuff. I saw different doctors and healers. I tried different affirmations and I would read different spiritual books on enlightenment and and I would read different self-help books and try those things. I tried changing habits and mindset work and food choices and different herbs and supplements and even medicines. I, you know, changed into new environments. I quit some jobs and took other jobs. I walked away from some relationships. I gained other relationships. I did a lot of prayer and mindset work. Now, understand during this time, my outer world looked really good to the outside. I mean, I had a great job. I had friends. I had activities. I had this wonderful family. I smiled. I, I, you know, I, I was busy, right? So from the sense of the external environment, 
it all looked pretty good. And yet on my inside, I was confused and feeling tormented by this differentiation between desire, action, and the results, meaning what was presenting in my life. Our bodies will say to us, enough is enough here. And they will get our attention, even if we are not paying attention. And they will keep getting our attention until we understand this, this, what it means to have courageously safe feeling within ourselves, to be seen, be heard, and feel a sense of belonging within ourselves, not attached to anything external. The relationship to ourself is built upon this solid foundation of trust, trusting in all of who you are and how you look, how you act, what you do, and what you don't do. Trust is, the, is really, honestly, if I think about it, and this comes from more of my educational background, but trust is really first the beginnings of it built as a young child around like six to nine years old, when you begin to challenge what you think, what you've been told, exploring your boundaries, asking questions and curiosity about how life works. And the environments must be supportive of this, meaning this natural curious nature within you. And if you do not evolve with, a, with a, this curious nature, right, that brings you life it, in a different way of trusting and, and so, solidarity and this foundation for this truth within yourself, then you begin to um, have a, you begin to draw in life experiences that will help support this growth. So if you don't have the support in your environment, then you begin to attract experiences to help you learn this because it's part of the soul of who you are to have this sense of self-knowing and this relating to yourself as a whole. Now, by the age of 10, you either have trust in who you are or you're fighting to figure it out. And I'm not talking about physically fighting. I'm talking about like an, uh, an, an internal warfare about your experiencing life through moments and situations and people showing up so that you can figure it out. This is mostly why many continue through like middle school and high school, pushing excessive boundaries to prove this equilibrium of trust and belonging to the self. How we relate to ourselves is a direct mirror to our relating to everyone and everything else. It's the foundation of a, cure, of a conscious and a thriving lifestyle. This way, this is way more than self-care as we know it. We've swapped actions to prove we care, okay, our our current understanding of self-care, like massages and cute clothes and vacations and, and coffee with friends or dinner with the girls or food or parties or meeting the needs of everyone around us and less about ourselves, getting our nails done, getting our hair done. We've swapped these actions, okay, in, in definition that, oh yeah, we have self-care. Oh yeah, I have self-care. And instead, we don't really understand that that's not really self-care. Those are things we do to care for ourselves. But what we're really deeply wanting is self-honor and self-honor actions that really show our mind and our body and our heart that we are listening, that we are here 
and we see and we hear and we all belong as a whole essence of love within ourselves. A strong sense of self looks like this. You know why you make the choices you do and you have no judgment in choosing what you choose. You say yes to all the things that feel good and that make you smile and bring you peace and bring you joy. Noticing patterns of who, who you are choosing and who you are who are you are not choosing. Meaning, are you choosing outside of you or are you choosing what's good for you within yourself? Sometimes we choose other people over ourselves. And again, no judgment here. I do it too sometimes. I find myself in these patterns. Do you choose, do you choose the activity? Even if you don't want to go to it, or are you choosing mm, that activity is not so good for me? So I'm choosing to be true to myself and I'm going to say no. See, paying attention to you say no, meaning there are boundaries for anything that does not feel good with no judgment for any of it. This is a surefire commitment to yourself. And it looks and sounds like this I love the person, the place, or the thing. And I see its wholeness and its beauty and its goodness. And I do not choose to allow the energy of the presence of this person, this place, or this thing into my field of consciousness. Now, the latter part gets a little tricky because sometimes it results in a physical separation from who and what you are deciding for your self-relationship that no longer serves you. Sometimes this physical separation can be sort of temporary, meaning I'll see you every once in a while, but not often. And sometimes it has to be more permanent. In order for all parts of our life to work well, okay, we must first have an honorable, respectful, and truthful relationship with ourselves. If our bodies, like mine, and like it has been, and it still kind of is, is signaling to us by way of pain, discomfort, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, constipation, disease, coughs, aches, illnesses, that we need to listen, listen to the calling, listen to the self who wants to express. We were made to be spiritual in a sense that we are pure love and whole and human in a sense of expressing that self, that love. When your self cannot relate, meaning interact with people, places, and things as an expressive form of the love that you are, you will not be able to physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually feel safe to courageously be who you are that whole and beautiful soul that you already are. Invite awareness into your relating with yourself, with others and with the world. You might ask questions like this in your reflections. Do you feel courageously safe to be you in this relationship, in this moment with the outside world? Meaning your light and your shadow within yourself can be seen, be heard, and feel like it is, it is allowed to belong to yourself, the others, and the outside world. 
Is your relationship with yourself honorable? Are you growing, evolving, and becoming? Are you pleased and proud of your actions and behaviors? Does your body feel good? Meaning it's got vitality and optimal health. There's this great quote by J.M. Storm that I love for its passion plea to go all in and be fully whole. She walked in truth, unashamed of its nakedness. Now I could change it to, he walked in truth, unashamed of its nakedness. Vulnerability is the internal strength, bravery and courage within your soul that honors your truth and your knowing. Trust your own nakedness and walk in your truth every dang moment of every day. You are worthy, deserving, you are beautiful, you are whole. What do you need? I ask you that at the beginning and I ask it to you now. Do you know what you need? Build an awareness for how are you relating to yourself? Do you have that strong sense of a foundation for yourself? And if not, you will not be able to find it in the external. The only way you can find that sense of strength, bravery, vulnerability, and courage is to go within. I love you. You are a beautiful soul. Peace out, my friends. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions, we provide for you the show notes. You can email me at christy at christypeck.com. Or if you are listening on the cool feature on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice comment or a voice question, and we'll be collecting those and using them on future shows. How fun would that be? You know, recently, a good friend of mine gave me this quote and a gift over the Christmas holidays, and it really has resonated with me, and I want it to be a part of our our great presence of the year 2021. Be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. Whatever you've taken from today's episode, share it with someone else. Share the learning that you're acquiring every single day by being more aware in your life, by being awakened in your life, by being brave enough in your life, by being bold enough in your life, and by being strong enough in your life, because you really, really are. May you have a joyful week, remember who you are, and live the liminal. I love you. Peace out, my friends. Thank you.